Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast pre-round one 2021. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man. He was furious the AFL has reverted back to a day grand final. It's Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. Yes, we are pre-round one of the men's season. Uh, it's exciting times. I'm looking forward to Carlton getting defeated by, thir- uh, by Richmond on Thursday night. But before we get to that... I'm disappointed with the AFL. Now, everyone, we understand you had to go to a night grand final during COVID times. It was it was a different time. They got to experiment. And i got to say, I loved the night grand final. Were you a fan? Uh, I actually didn't mind it. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I, I don't know if I was a supporter of the team that I would have liked it because there was an extra five hours he had to wait before the game. Yes. It was weird. It was weird that afternoon, wasn't it? When you're like, I would usually be Polax by now. And now I have to wait. Sort of so to be socially acceptably drunk by five. Yeah, sure, sure. Usually mm. I'd be at the ground kind of going, hmm, those man's shoes are disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd be watching my team win it. Da 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 afternoon time slot and I say that uh, not only was I a fan of the night grand final but I wanted the game to be at 2.30 mm-hmm. but I wanted a 2.30 a.m. grand final. Ah, uh, Okay, gotcha. So we're thinking like maybe getting to other markets around the world? Well, I mean there's that, sure. I hadn't considered that but I say you, if your team or you're uh, set for a grand final party what better than to start drinking at midday on the Friday? You watch the grand final parade, right? You get on the gas. Yeah, sure. And then... Oh, wait a second. The game, are, 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 you, are you doing these ones? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a... Uh, so that's a frothy motion. Yeah. Having a couple of froths <laughs> with my boys. And then uh, you go out. So it's about, um, you know, 8, 8.30 at night. And you're like, fucking hell, there's only like six hours to the game. So you've already... You've gotten yourself a kebab. You've gone out for the night. You leave a nightclub at 2 o'clock. And then you go home to your mates. What what better injection into the economy, and especially the black economy, Michael, <laughs> are you going to get for people to be able to... You know, the government wants the economy to get, uh, you know, kick-started again. For sure. What better way than a cash injection into our revered dealers around the country as people fight to stay up for a 2.30am grand final. Gotcha. So a little pick-me-up, I suppose, people won't be after. Exactly. And then you go to how good would a uh, celebratory grand final breakfast be <laughs> where you rock up and they go, mate, you can't bring your kebab in. You go, what are they fucking serving? You got, you got bacon and egg muffins, you fuckheads? And so I just think it's just it, – and again, like you said, sure, opens up into a new market. But I just think you bring a different kind of person. You're going to get your traditional people mm-hmm. going to the game mm. and watching the game. But now you're tapping into a market who probably aren't even aware that there's a thing called football. And now 
as they're dancing on a bar top, they're like, oh, what's this game up there? That looks pretty cool. You keep on mentioning kebabs and, you know, uh, egg McMuffins or whatever, but mm, I, mm. I, I find that the, um, the people involved in the <laughs> stuff that you're talking about... Yeah. A lot of appetite suppression, <laughs> is that what you're getting at? <laughs> they're not a big fan of food. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, that's, a, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Maybe you load up on the kebabs before you go into this kind of... But I'll tell you what, even if your team is losing, if you're... Six MDMA caps deep. Mm-hmm. You are gonna be fucking happy, no matter what the outcome. You know, even if you're if you're a GWS fan and you have to rewatch the 2019 Grand Final, yep. you've got a smile on your face. You're hugging Richmond supporters. You're going, it's just another year. God, I love Coniglio. I'd love to give him a bit of a cuddle. Does anyone have his number? Get him in here. Yeah, sure. Even if your team's not playing and they hold up the cup and you're crying, people go, "Why are you crying?" And go, "I don't yeah. know." <laughs> Why are you just staring into the distance? <laughs> so that's my theory. That's what I want to see. But they've, they've disappointed us. The AFL, going back to a day granny. What do you think about that? In all seriousness, Adam, because we talk proper business here on this pod. That is absolutely what true. What is your opinion? Look, I, I actually think they probably should have gone to a twilight, split the difference, gone with a twilight. I love a twilight game because it starts in the day, Michael, but it ends in the night. Your brain's confused. Your brain's excited. It's just something new. Mm -hmm. Whereas day, you're just like, oh, we're fucking back here again, are we? We're back in the 80s when it was... Times have moved on, Michael. It's just fucking so unwoke of the AFL to be doing what they did in the bloody 70s and the 80s. We don't act like that anymore. So fucking AFL, get with the modern times. This shit happens. You don't see Mardi Gras in the afternoon, mate. No, that's actually a really good point. Although it did change Thank you. It did change it the did change. to the SCG this year. And actually I was talking to a friend last night. Um uh talking to a friend last night who didn't go but had friends yeah. who went. And I was curious about it, the fact that uh is it better at the Why SCG? Curious? Yeah. Um because I've done Mardi Gras three times. I've I've marched in it. I've worked mm-hmm. on the coverage, yeah. and I've sat in the VIP section uh, drinking champagne and eating hors d'oeuvres. So I'm not sure which <laughs> I'm not sure which one is better. Yeah. But I've never yeah. actually lined up on the street on Oxford Street to watch it. Well, you know what they found about uh, having it at the M- at the SCG was that the uh, rotations were capped at seventy five. So, <laughs> so the dykes on bikes they they thought they'd just keep rolling them back in, and they're like, "Ah, uh-huh, you can't go on." <laughs> yeah, and, we, this and, this counts as a quarter time break. And there are whole people there who didn't know the rules. <laughs> yeah, I know it was it was unbelievable. When the siren went, people were just dancing in the in the stands. You're like, you haven't even won anything yet. What are you people doing? But I'd be curious about whether it actually. Well, I don't think it will stay at the SCG. Bike curious. But I think it would have been. I think it actually would have been. A, well, it would have been a more convenient way to watch it by the fact you have a seat, you can sit down, you can have a watch, as opposed to, you know, there are people who line up at, you know, noon on a Saturday to yeah. go and um, uh, to, to you know, because it, it does literally get chock-a-block. Um, but at the, normal, at the normal Mardi Gras, are there sniffer dogs at the entrances of anywhere? Well, there's no entrance by the fact when I marched in Exactly, it, mate. That's what I mean. You don't have to go through an entrance. No one has to pat you down for anything you maybe. Carrying on your person yeah. to help, but also uh, help when you them. when you go to the MCG and they they wave you down with the wand. Oh mate, that is that it's, is it's the most like fucking. It's like the CIA, mate. That is like a fucking black ops. It's like trying to get in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> but do you do you notice that? Like when they try and wave you down, they just kind of do like a regulatory kind of like wave, and you go, okay, I've got my wallet, I've got coins in my pocket, I've got my phone, I might have a radio on me, I've got metal yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, go through. Like, have they ever stopped anyone? 
Like I don't know. You would have to have an Uzi strapped to your back, <laughs> and they just go, oh, "Is that is that AFL approved?" And you go, "Yeah, yeah." And they're like, "All right, mate. Yeah, go in." It's in your club colours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's from the AFL shop. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I the the wand, they because they haven't they haven't progressed to the pat down yet. But the wand, like you just I just walk up and do a really th- slow three sixty. Yeah, they tell you turn almost, around. Yeah. Yeah, but not not like stop and do it. As I'm moving, I just kind of do a spin and then keep moving, like it like a blind turn. Yeah, okay. And they wave me both sides, and then I just keep walking because never. Every time I go to the airport, they're like, "Can you take your belt off?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, fuck, sorry, I forgot about that." Never has it picked up my belt. Oh really? And I I wear a steel belt. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I just take my belt off, but I I'm I'm always concerned if I'm wearing shorts, take the belt off, and then I have to just hold on my pants because they're about to fall down. Like, I remember a dude recently who kind of like, can I kind of, he d- actually wanted to do a pat down. And I was like, I can't take my hands off my pants because <laughs> they're going to fall down. There are, children, there are children around. This has happened before. The cops didn't believe me that time. They're not going to believe me this time. And I didn't even have a flight. I just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just my thing. Everyone's got a kink. Hey, yeah, exactly. And what if you're like, what if you're just a cool dude with a, a chain attached to your wallet, man? Does that make it go off? I mean, I'm just trying to be cool. Yeah, sure. How cool do you think those people actually are, though? Well, I used to. I remember, uh, so when that was the fashion back in the late 90s, oh, I dude. had the chain attached to the wallet. And can I just say, uh, since that time, I've been chainless and still haven't had my wallet stolen. So, you know, it, perhaps I was being a little bit over uh, secure. Yeah, I wonder. What's really you the point of stealing a wallet these days? Uh, I suppose you can get the credit cards. If, if if someone hasn't noticed, I reckon you've got like 10 minutes to just get yourself into a servo or a uh, Woolies and just load up on, on darts. Yeah. Is what I would be doing. Because you're not getting cash anymore, are you? No, no, because if you want to pull cash out, then actually you need the PIN number. Oh, no, no, if you just do the pay wave, can you get cash on just strictly a pay wave? That's I think you might be able to. Really good question. Uh, yeah, uh, economic uh, question without notice, I apologise. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the cash out was like a thing back in the day. I've, I I don't carry cash whatsoever, so I have no idea where. I, I've, I haven't you know, had cash oh, out I, for years and years and years. I live in a cash economy, so... Gotcha, That's yeah. How I roll. Yeah, yeah, you've got to go to the casino and you've got to kind of put this <laughs> stuff through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Now, uh, Tony Cochran is very angry that the AFL has reverted to a day grand final. Yeah, he's great for a soundbite, hey? He loves it. He was saying the ratings were up significantly right across Australia. So he was saying that it's great to uh, get it to new markets, mm-hmm. basically. So does that mean that people who are watching it on the Saturday night, so there were extra people as opposed to the previous grand final, who was sitting down watching Geelong and Richmond and going, what is this? What is this is game? This, is, this, is, is this like, is this holy moly? Is this already? Is this, is this the ultimate tag? I was about to say, it's ultimate tag. It truly <laughs> actually go. is, really, if you think about it. Yeah, true. It, is that Matt Shervington I hear in the box? No, no, that's, uh, that's BT. What's a BT? <laughs> Were there that many people out there who'd never heard of AFL? Like, they had the option to go, I can't be fuck watching it on a Saturday Arvo. But on a Saturday night, they just went, I'm home, I'm in a pandemic, there's nothing else to do. Mm. I'm going to watch it. But he also says, I have a view, a very strong mm. view, and I'm not very changing strong. my view. And it's like, it's not, it's, it's not the most controversial view in the world, mate. Like, you're just saying you want a night grand final. Like, it's not like... No, mate. He's going to die on that cross. He's not like he saying, is. I think I think children under five should be uh, crucified. It's like, whoa, that is a fucking strong view, mate. 
But a night grand final view like that, it's not really controversial. And, and just going back, are you saying it's good or bad the kids can <laughs> be crucified? Just, just checking where you're standing, mate. Just checking. Yeah, that was because I've got a whole other podcast. If you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, that was a bit over the top, actually. I think. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but no, it's not like a completely outlandish view. But also, the thing about the night grand final as well is mm. that they talk about the TV ratings. Okay. Yep. Yep. Now we're fans. We're not fucking owning Channel Seven. Mm. Yes. <laughs> but it's coming. Like it's coming. Why do Why do fans care about TV ratings? Like, uh, that's, no, not that's at not all. The point. Yeah. No, but I guess I, I suppose. Would do you think Channel Seven though, if they did say it's extra ratings, which means they can get more money for their advertising dollars, would go? Well, actually, we'd prefer it. And in that case, they could put the fucking heavy hand on Gil's shoulder and just go, uh, Gillen, I believe we're having a night grand final. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure they're pushing for it. I'm sure they would appreciate it. But also at the same time, like, why do we? What do we care about the the share price of Channel Seven? Like, that's not our problem. Yeah, and, and the, the other valid point is how many, I mean, you're often at the games, but as a spectator, I could not tell you how many ads I can remember from a grand final. That is the time to go and get yourself a beer, to make sure that you've guarded your seat on the couch, and, you know, if it's over like it was 2019, just to fucking just stand in the kitchen and chat to your mates with the footy on in the background. As a man who was once on an ad during the grand final. I want, that's the only time I remember that ad because was I... Was it Mainland uh, Cheese? Myself. Is that right? It was Mainland Cheese, yes. <laughs> and I got, I've got uh, my friends photographed me next to the ad. So, <laughs> so actually, I would prefer a night grand final for the, when they replay my ads. And also, friend of the show, the notorious uh, 2009 uh, grand final. Limo. Limo. Yes. When he ruined Vegemite. <laughs> was it Ice Snack 2.0? It's like... Ice Snack 2.0. A cheesy flavour of Vegemite. Yes, that lasted, I think, maybe 48 hours. <laughs> and he, and Lima, of course, he famously tells a story about being at the game with Mick Malloy. Yeah. Who stood up next to him and pointed to Limo and said, this, this is the guy that ruined Vegemite. And I do remember being at that game. I think it played at quarter time, maybe half time. Yes, on, I think you're right. On the screen. And literally 100,000 people all at the same time went, what the fuck? <laughs> I'll tell you another what the fuck. Chris Scott conceded the 2020 grand final before the final siren. How does this man still have a motherfucking job? Horrible. Horrible. To think that you're 35 points down with about mm. a minute and a half to go. and then Yeah, he, and you give up. He walked into the box of Richmond with Dimmer Hardwick is. And he uh, said, congratulations, you know, well played. You know, you're the better team. And, I mean, we don't – we. it's actually embarrassing – see stuff like that in Australian rules football. Well, I'm surprised there hasn't been like an extraordinary general meeting yeah. convened yeah. down at the Cattery yeah. to just go, what the hell? What is this? Who is this? He's a fucking traitor. Like yeah. he's given up before the final. So everyone knows you give 110% and you play until the final sign. Look at GWS in 2019. Did any of their players give up at Halfway through the second quarter? No, they didn't. <laughs> they played it all the way till at least three minutes into the third quarter. That I mean, and, I mean when they when up. they fought back and they kicked their second goal in the third <laughs> yeah. quarter. Yeah. I mean, everyone thought, on. everyone in the ground was like, it's on. It's back on. Yeah. Mate, if they get two in a row here, Richmond, <laughs> under the pump. Richmond could, could be under 10 goals. I mean, Marlon Pickett's going to fucking uh, uh, collapse <laughs> under the pressure of the first game. He's going to go to bits. <laughs> 
But so even Dimmer Harbick was like, we was we were still going. Oh, you know um, what's happening? They were still contemplating moves, and then Scotty walks in. He's probably had a fucking probably had a beer in his hand too. <laughs> it's just like, oh, what are you guys doing after the game? Yeah, I'm out. We're, we're, we're out of the hub, mate. My, uh, um, Hollywood Shogo is just down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys got any ins? <laughs> you want a kebab? <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, hey Scott brothers, let's talk about it. Oh yes, our live show coming up on March 28 at the European Beer Cafe. Big announcement. Couple of big ins. We got in it's already. Gonna be- it's going to be a great afternoon. So Sunday, March 28th, as you said, 4 p.m., we have Dane Swan. Bang. Which is going to be absolutely fantastic. And brother of traitorous Geelong coach Chris Scott, yep. we have Brad Scott joining us. Yes. What an amazing duo. And also Titus O'Reilly. Let's not forget that. that yeah, absolutely. The trio now. Yeah. That is amazing. So it's going to be... It's going to be a fucking great afternoon, and can I? I I'm, I'm really looking forward to the chat with Brad Scott. He had a fantastic career, obviously a, a long time as a you know coach for for North Melbourne under Mick Malthouse as well. He was one of those ones that kind of when all the kind of coaches came out of Collingwood, he was one of those. You know, along with Mark Neilden and um, uh, what's his name, uh, Scott Waters. Was Brad at uh, Collingwood? I didn't know that. I am almost positive. Oh, okay. Well, no, well no, let's no. put it to him. Let us put it to him. Yeah, First question. Yeah. Assistant coach uh, question without notice. And that's on me. <laughs> that's on me. Um, so he's going to be fantastic. And now he's at the AFL. So we can get the inside goss. When is it going to turn into a night grand final? How soon before North Melbourne are pushed down to Tasmania? All those questions that we can ask him. And just a little thing I reckon, Junk Timers. I reckon having Dane Swan in a room full of people drinking beer, I think... We might get a few stories that can't be put into the pod. So yeah. this might be a chance for you to come along and hear a few things because you know what he says in real life. So if we can get stories out of him that can't make his book, I think we're going to be in for a fun afternoon. No, I think you're right. I think we're going to try and 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 go deep with Dane and just get the get the real deal. I mean, we had Daisy a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, and and he you know cut loose a little bit, but um. I think when you get Swanee on a microphone. Yeah, I think we're going to be in safe hands. We're, and we're going to do it up. We'll have a Vegas-type theme so he's comfortable. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll set fire to the bar just to kind of make it <laughs> familiar for him. <laughs> so he's going to love it. So that's Sunday, March 28th, 4 p.m. If you um, – oh, no, I was going to say if you book tickets, you get a discount. But that is not true. That is not true for the Junk Time Live show. Liar, yeah. Yeah. So tickets available at Try Booking as they are – for our live shows where you can get a discount if you type in the code LOWDOG. Now one word. One word. LOWDOG. Low dog. Yeah. All caps or it doesn't matter? Or? I'm not sure. Try them both. Maybe yeah. you get 20% off. Who knows? But you get a 10% discount if you try it out. So my show, The Unwellness Guru, from Thursday the 25th of March to Easter Sunday the 4th of April at 8.15pm at the Imperial Hotel in the city where you are as well, Michael. I am. I'm at 9.30 uh, from the 24th of March to the 11th of April, if I believe that's correct. I think that's correct. Um, a show called Calm Down, which is the thing I say to myself every single day uh, quite a lot. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I'm an agitated man. Yeah, so we'd love to see you, Junk Timers. And if you want to come on the one night, Michael is directly after me. So you can do the fucking Junk Time Double, as they call it. So um, oh, the we're t- in the same room. <laughs> so you can just... The traditional junk time double. <laughs> the traditional junk time 
double. So we're in the same room. So essentially, like the MCC, you drape a scarf across your seat. You fucking keep it for <laughs> two hours. So that's from the 25th of March. We're both on. I'm finished on the 4th of April. Michael to the 11th of April. Uh, get there. It's going to be fun. Tickets at Try Booking. Hey, uh, your mate, Fev. Mm. Friend of the show. I saw him recently. Did you? Yeah. Where'd you see him? I saw him in at um, Fox FM. I was doing my cross over to Mark Rusciuto, our uh, good friend. If we ever do a uh, an Adelaide, if we ever get to Adelaide, we've got to have Rue on. Oh, dude, be awesome. Yeah, he'd be great. So we, we should look into that. Adelaide Adelaide peeps, let us know if you if there's enough. If we get if if five thousand people hit us up, mm. we will come across to Adelaide, and I guarantee you, we'll get Mark Rusciuto. Fair sold the uh, common. Yeah, I was reading that. Now, it, it obviously it comes from a bit of a bad place that he was, uh, because of his gambling habits, mm. he, he sold the Coleman. But luckily he's bought it back. But how do you reckon, I reckon I'd be pretty excited if I happened to, you know, I mean, not that they probably didn't know that they were taking advantage of his, you know, crippling gambling addiction. But if you got your hands on a Coleman, how fucking good would that be? Would you wear that to the pub? Well, I'm trying to work out like... <laughs> The person who bought it, mm. like, okay, so I think did he? I think he might have put it on. No, did he put it on eBay? I think he might have put, put it, it on eBay. eBay. He put it on eBay, and the cops went on there and were like, "We're just checking whether or not this has been stolen because these things never come up." But yeah, okay. Feb said, "No, it's legit. I sold it." I'm wondering though, when it came time to hand over the money and get the Coleman, yeah, and you're looking at the bloke and you're thinking like, the person who bought it, we don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they could be on the podcast right now. We don't know. <laughs> but you go, what the fuck am I doing? Like, No, but what if, what if it got sent out to you? Like if you just went, I'm buying a Coleman, you don't know who the seller is. And good on Fev in a moment of crippling debt to be able to set up an eBay account and have the wherewithal to uh, go through it all and, and you know send it out. And also good on the cops for being scouring eBay, kind of looking for, for former, yeah, former medals. I mean, there have been times in the past where players have sold Brownlow's. Um, yeah, Kevin Murray sold his brown load, didn't he? No, no, no. He he wears it around his neck. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a necklace. Um, I think it was Len Thompson. He sold one. Oh, and okay. I think that might have been uh, – uh, it was for a reason. Like, I think I think it might have been a pay pay for education or something like that. There was, oh, there was a reason. Nice. Um, and, and Joe Watson sold his as a get fucky. Uh, get fucked to the AFL. Yes, yes. He yeah. tried to sell and then it. He, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then he burnt it and put it on some train tracks and flattened it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was the, that's the way he did it. Um, but but the idea of kind of rocking up, like, I mean, I remember years ago, I um, <laughs> I had to sell a, my bed because I was moving out of place up here in Sydney. Bed frame or mattress? Uh, it was mattress, I think mattress and under bit. Whatever you call that. Yeah. Well, well, at least they know it wasn't bloody used, eh? <laughs> if you know what I mean. I mean, it was a bit of a shame to get rid of the old workbench. <laughs> <laughs> but um, because I, I was moving out of a place up in Sydney, this is like back at the end of like 2011, and I put it on Gumtree, and it was for free because I I'd bought it from the previous housemate for like a hundred bucks. Yep, yep. Um, and then I was like, we're moving out, we're getting rid of everything. And Can I just say that the recipient of a free mattress on Gumtree is uh, either living a very grim life or that's going to a child. No, 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 no. This guy came over. Like, within about an hour, this bloke hit me up and said, oh, can I get it? Can I get it? And I was like, yeah, yeah sure, sure. And strapped it onto his roof. And um, 
Now, knowing you, King King single. Um, trying to think what it was. Maybe a queen. I'm not totally sure. But um, he uh, his mother in law was coming to stay, and oh, so he was like, "We need a, a bed for her." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she can't do the couch. Um, but this was like a Saturday night, and I was leaving that house on like a Wednesday, and it mm. didn't even occur to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're bedless. It didn't even occur to me. I'd kind of walk back into the house and I was like, oh, <laughs> I think I'm sleeping on the floor for the next three days. <laughs> and did you have to do that? Sorry? Did you have to sleep on the floor? I did. I slept on slept on the floor. I was like... Mate, I, I, you're a I, fucking I idiot. did not even think. Because we'd also had couches and stuff. Like, literally, like, we there was three people and we're just moving out of the place. And so we just got yeah. rid of everything. Like, like we, we called up the council and they were like, yeah, we, we take care of stuff. And so we put a whole bunch of stuff out on the street and they said, yeah, yeah, we'll get rid of it. And they're like, oh, but we're very careful about recycling and, and you, know, you know, keeping things separate and stuff like that. And then they came at about 8 a.m. and I was watching them out the front door. And they were just literally just chucking shit into the back of a truck. And it's like, oh, really? Right. Really? How careful are you? How much are yeah, you separating? I, I think the um, the separation between the council, what the council want, and what the dudes who are taking care of it in the back <laughs> of the truck, uh, the level of their giving a fuck would be slightly different. But I think I slept on a few towels for like the next couple of nights. you fuck fucking under a box, you hobo. <laughs> so weird. It's so, so weird. Grim. But can I tell you a story about that, actually? Hey. Story without notice. Yeah, on the Junk Time Outfield podcast. Mm. So um, my friend at the time that I was living with, he was doing a play with uh, Kate Blanchett. Oh, yeah. At the um, Sydney, Th- Sydney Theatre Company. The STC. Hmm. And um, it was um, a, a show that uh, had quite the uh, celebrity alumni come along. Um, Bill Gates was there. Um, really? Um, planning the virus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, George, <laughs> he brought along a 5G tower. George Clooney came to the show because I think they might have been in town for maybe a climate change conference or something like that. Okay, yeah, right. Um, and it was funny because my friend said he'd go and have a beer out in the laneway out at the back of the theatre after the show and, um, and that was the night Clooney came and there were like about three black SUVs and that was his security um, oh. and there was paparazzi at the end of the lane kind of waiting to kind of get a picture of George. And um, his security just said to him, he's like, mate, he's been gone for like 15 minutes. He's in his hotel. Like, he's not here. But he's like, watch yeah. this. He's like, watch this. And he turned on the engine. And all of a sudden, the paparazzi's like, he's like, he's not here. He's not coming out. <laughs> he's already home. Oh, wow. But um, my friend got a ticket for my uh, other housemate, my female friend, um, uh, for a matinee. And um, we were scrubbing the kitchen floor. You know, it was like that old share house shit, like, you know, fucking a million people lived there and we were the final ones moving out. We had to kind of clean everything. It was a nightmare. And we're scrubbing the kitchen floor and she goes, oh, fuck, I meant to go to the play today. I had a ticket. Oh, shit, I forgot. And then my friend came home from the play and my, and my, my female friend was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I didn't come. I just totally forgot. I totally forgot. I was just cleaning all day. And my friend was kind of laughing, laughing, laughing. And she was like, what's so funny? And he's like, if you came to the show today... You would have sat next to Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, but she got to she got her bond back. <laughs> yeah, but she was keen. So, you know, she was cleaning the kitchen floor with fucking meat. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a fucking grim story, dude. Hey, uh, Toby Green. Well, he's in the news, but uh, for good reasons this time. For the first time ever, I'm going to say he's put up a thing on Instagram, and mm. it's a little thing that maybe Toby Green wrote. 
Well, it's hard to tell whether it's with Toby Green, whether he was in grade two or, or was, year 12. Or was a week ago, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's not easy. But uh, he wrote what seems to be an essay and it's directed at a couple of ex-Brisbane players. And once again, Chris Scott gets another mention in this show. Very Scott heavy, this show. It's a, uh, a little kind of, I suppose, score report, maybe? Yeah, I guess so. It's all, almost like an open letter. Like like a kind of open letter that an idiot child like Michael Chamberlain... Well, you weren't a child, were you, when you wrote to Wayne Jackson? No, no. What, uh, let me think. I was, yeah, in my 20s, yeah. God, that's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a bias against the Hawthorne Football Club, Adam. It's undeniable. <laughs> yes. Undeniable. Yes, no, you're right. He's written, the AFL players should not show a bad example to younger players. They would probably copy Mal Michael and Chris Scott, who could be their role model. Mm. I feel angry. Hmm. Toby's angry. Uh, Because the players show bad behaviour to future kids. Little kids would get in trouble for being rough if they copy them. You know what he's doing here? This is a this is a young Toby Green playing a very long game, right? So he's gone fucking hell. I you know what? I feel like kicking someone in the face when I go to take a mark. Yeah, Therefore, sure. as this seven year old, I should write this letter now. I'll blame it on um, Mel Michael and Chris Scott because they're everyone's fucking getting into him for the, what they did to Nick Rewald. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when this letter comes out, everyone's going to be like, oh, poor Toby. He's influenced by these uh, rough roughies from uh, Brisbane. He's uh, planted the seed, isn't he? Like mm. he's thinking he has. thinking forward. forward. Like he's a like, generation I'm ahead. Gonna, I'm going to be a little kid. I want to kick someone in the face at some stage. Um, yeah. And so I want to get a so kind of... Uh, so you might think he's a complete simpleton, but he he's just a, like... Um, a mental giant. That's why he went to the Giants, because he is a mental giant. And he has seen this coming and gone, I will make sure that I'm uh, okay with it. Hey, a bit happening down at the hangar, Adam. What? Oh, no. I, I don't like to hear that kind of uh, that kind of statement about the Essendon Football Club, mate. I need you to give me more info, please. Uh, Danky is back. <laughs> um, All is forgiven. He's they, found a box. They, they talk about trying to get back to Windy Hill or trying to kind of uh, unite the club. At the hangar and Windy Hill. Well, they, yeah, they basically come out and said they want to reconnect with their spiritual home at Windy Hill. Mm. And I just say, uh, I reckon Windy Hill should say, "How's get fucked sound, Essendon? You had your chance. You wanted to, you you could have stayed, but you chose to go out to Tullamarine because you've got an MCG sized oval and a marble sized oval, mm. and you decided to go away from Essendon, and now." Now that you realise that Essendon's probably the place to be, that Tullamarine's a little bit devoid of fucking life. Yeah. It's the Docklands of the North. And now you fucking want back into Windy Hill. And the people of Windy Hill are just going, oh, I don't know about that, mate. Have you ever been able to work out where it actually is? Because whenever I go to Tullamarine Airport, I always kind of look out the window and try to find out where is the hangar. But I can't never quite work out where it is. No, I think the problem is that you can't see it from the freeway because it would be behind the car parks. You know those long-term car parks on the left? I think you'd need to get off at Mickleham Road and then head down towards Melrose Drive. Uh, see, I grew up in that area, man. I know it. And you go I mean, down, you really do, yeah. You go down, I think it's International Drive, which is somewhere out there. And you head down there, and I think it might be at the end of that. And then, and only then, will you reach the promised land, the hangar. So wait, are you saying that it's maybe if you're driving into Melbourne Airport yeah. from from 
from town. City. Yep, yep. Yeah. From are town, you saying it's? Yep, yep. Are you saying it's on the far side of the long-term car park? I believe so. Yeah. On on the fat side. Yeah, it's on the fat side of that. Yeah. Let's hang. Let's have a quick look. The hangar. Um, at Essendon. Uh, now uh, Essendon Football Club. Yeah, it's on Melrose Drive. So yeah, I was correct. So it would. No be. way. Yeah, man. So they have to go to the airport every day. Drive through there. Well, no, they'd get they'd get off before that. They would get off before they get to the airport. But yeah, it's behind. Um, now it is okay. Looking at this, you know when you go out to the airport and there's Jetport Air Parking. Yeah, sure. Before you go and eat uh, eat at the AFL. Uh, yeah, bar and kitchen. Bar and kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're just heading out there for a lovely meal with the family and you're not going yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Or it's like Valentine's Day and you go, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, honey. Um, yeah. And why don't I treat you to a meal? Yeah, oh, where are we going? The okay. AFL bar kitchen. Where are we going? Are we going? Are we flying internationally? Are we going to Sydney? Are we going to Broome? Oh, better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then that's the great story you have for when you're telling people why you broke up. Yeah, sure. Why uh, she left and took everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I actually, that's one of the grounds I never. I don't think I actually ever went to. I feel like I didn't go to Windy Hill. Yeah, right. I play, Would you have I gone play- there quite a bit? Uh, I didn't go there quite a bit. I went there a few times, um, played there, and really? got into an all-in brawl after a game there, which was uh, a lot of fun. That doesn't sound like you. Yeah, or the Essendon District Football League, but we got into, <laughs> I can't remember who the fight was against. It might have been due to stars, someone like that. Someone very aggressive anyway. We didn't start it. Yeah, sure. Under yeah. 12s? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway... They want to reconnect with uh, Windy Hill because I think it, it was such a nice little all those suburban grounds, and they're kind of saying that like like Collingwood has the Holden Centre, Holden Lexus Westpac, what is it now? They have their centre, and they sort of say they've got a connection with Victoria Park, and you kind of go, well, you don't really like Vic Park is a really nice setup now. You can go on there and run the stands, and you know try not to wake up the meth heads and take your dog down there for a walk and kick the footy round. And that's where they have the community cup. But I would say it's got not much to do with Collingwood except for maybe, you know, the colour scheme. I feel like maybe it's one of the grounds that they've actually looked after, though. True. By the fact it's no longer their training facility, but the, it seems like maybe the local council itself like kind of have cleaned it up a bit and kept yes. it upgraded. What about, say, Arden Street? Now, that's one that's got public access. So you can go down there if you wanted to mm-hmm. kick the footy. What if I booked – like, the North Melbourne have to book that out with the North Melbourne Council and go, hey, look, we need it from we need it from March to September. Like, what if I organise just a, a footy scratch match footy game on like a Tuesday Arvo, and I go, sorry, Ken, because I booked it out. Well, why don't we try that? Like, let's pu- let's organise a match. It's a public ground. Well, I mean, I um I walked past um Glen Ferry probably about a month or two ago. Yeah. And um and that's fucking run down like a motherfucker. Like yeah, okay. I think. Both stands there, I think, are condemned, or you can't go into them by yep. the fact they're so old and rickety that you can't go up there anymore. So, but see, they are like most of them. Um, when did when did you guys leave Glen Ferry? Like you didn't play there f- since the eighties or early nineties, yeah? I think we I think we left there in about seventy two, so it's been a fair while. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, yeah, went to Princess Park and That's then went right. to Waverley. Yeah, okay. So even like the Western Oval, like they've really done the nice refurb on that and it's got, yep. you know, it's a bit of a, you know, it's an AFLW hub and um, that's obviously where the doggies train. But I think that would have public access as well, wouldn't it? Like I, what I mean by that is you don't need to scale a fence as I normally do to get in. No, no, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder actually about Princess Park. 
can you kind of just wander in there and have a kick around? No, you can't. That's got that's fenced like a normal ground. So it's still got the gates and stuff because they have AFLW games there so regularly. You fucking low dogs. You mate, don't let anyone in. Mate, MC Labor Plan Park or Icon Park or whatever the happen whatever it happens to be right now, it's got a it's got a storied history. We don't want we don't want people like you just fucking wandering around. You might <laughs> you might trip over a body and it's just unsafe. Hey, should we hit the road, Adam? We should. We are Junktime AFL Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Don't forget, we've got the live show Sunday, March 28th at 4 p.m. with Dane Swan, Brad Scott, and Titus O'Reilly. Tickets available at Try Booking. Michael and I are both doing shows from the 25th of March. Use the code word LOWDOG to get yourself a sweet little 10% discount. We're going to hit the road. Go, Hawks! Come on, Blues. Fucking do it. Jesus, just can you fucking win for once? It's been fucking too long. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.